Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hey guys, this is Daniel in Colorado. Love the show. I'm calling today to get your opinion on FedEx, ticker symbol FDX. And provides unbiased answers. It's a bit expensive for my blood right now. I would wait for a pretty decent pullback, maybe to all oh, the 230 to 250 area. Invest Talk. Over 31 million downloads and counting. Hey, this is Jason in Dallas. Love the show. Love all the uh, helpful tips you guys give. I was looking at ticker symbol UHAL. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Invest Talk, and thank you for being with me. It is Friday, May 14th, 2021. And of course, on this podcast, on the program, our mission statement never changes, always the same independent thinking and shared success. And we say this because we want you to understand that all the information we provide, our market reporting, our process of explanations and, and education segments, we, we want to share all the facts that we can that we use, okay, and try to be as honest as we can about it. Try to do it with, without bias. It's easy to be biased because, you know, everybody's biased. You know, you favor things over other things, and I know I do it. For instance, uh, if you ask me, I don't like airline stocks. I don't like auto stock. Why? That's a bias of mine. Why don't I like them? I have my reasons why I don't care for them in general. But that doesn't mean I won't invest in them, but I tend to shy away from those types of companies. That's what I mean. We try to do it without bias, but... I I know I have them. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, we encourage you to contact me with your financial and investment questions. Anything financial, we'll talk about. We really would like you to call. The show is live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, so we're live right now, Monday through Friday. But if you can't call live, you can always call, leave your questions, and we try to get to them, them as many as possible, you know, on the live program. The number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So let's go ahead and get right to the listener questions. Here's one that came in earlier. Hi, Steve or Justin. This is Jim from Sarasota. I'm calling today to ask you about Genworth Financial, ticker symbol GMW. They're primarily in long-term care insurance, also in mortgage insurance. Lately, they've been reducing debt. They have a pretty low P.E., and I think they're poised to move up, but wanted to get your opinion. Thanks. Okay, Genworth Financial, Inc. offers life and long-term care insurance, annuities, mortgage insurance in 25 countries. It's a $2 billion company, so it's not huge. Uh, it's going to make $0.89 cents this year and a dollar two next year. Okay, and sales have been growing in the recent four quarters. Before that, it was kind of shrinkage to growth it's just small changes um the pe ratio is very low it's a four dollar and ten cent stock and it's going to make a dollar dollar two next year so it gives you a four pe doesn't it 
Well, its range is 2 to 126. So, what I don't like about it, the return on, return on equity is only 2%. That's very, very low. Cash flow is very strong at $1.33, and I don't like the fact that they don't pay a dividend. But, you know, they're small, but they're not growing that fast. I mean, recent quarter, 10%. Quarter before that, 6%. Quarter before that, 20%. Quarter before that, 7 So that's why, you know, it's not very consistent and growing strong for a $2 billion company. And it doesn't have a lot of debt. So it's not that, that's not that they're over-indebted. So what's the problem? Mutual funds are buying, but slowly. It should be worth a lot more. And for over, what, three years, it's never gotten above, what, uh, five? I mean, you had to go back, I mean, all the way to from 2016, it never got above five on a, the price of the stock. Why? What's the problem? Something's not right here. So, um, I mean, back in 2014, it got up to 18. And uh, 2015, it was nine. So something's holding it back, and I'm not sure what it is here. I can't see it from the facts I'm reading. So it should be a lot higher. Something's wrong, and you got to discover why it's so low-priced based on its P.E. ratio. It should be higher. Okay, just my opinion. I don't know if I I don't know. I have to look deeper into it before I can give you any kind of recommendation. My focus point today concerns the story of inflation-fueled consumer prices, CPI. CPI jumped 4.2%. Now, that was over, over a year ago. Try to remember what happened a year ago. We were in the midst of our pandemic. So some of that huge growth might is because it was so low last year. So we'll see. We'll talk about that in more detail. Okay, it is Friday, so I will share highlights of the new KPP premium newsletter that I send out every Friday. I send it out this morning. My trivia question today concerns taxes, specifically capital gains taxes. You know, the ones that are changing, or thinking about changing, or working on changing. Do you know what they are? That's going to be my trivia questions coming up over the halfway mark of the show. How did the market do today? It was up significantly, so two days in a row. The Dow was up 361. The NASDAQ was up 304. That's a huge move for the NASDAQ. And the S&P 500 was 61. Now, for two days, it was up. Why is that? You know, the retail sales report was out, and I'm going to suspect that that has a lot to do with it. You know, it's all about inflation, retail sales, and the Fed. We'll get into that. I'm going to get into more details on that. So 888-99-CHART is the number, 888-992-4278. Give me a call. We are headed into a quick break. The weekend is almost here. I, well, a lot of you, us it is, I guess, Friday. But I am on duty and ready to take your financial investment questions. Do it right now. 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. moving through the second quarter and serious investors need to bring their best game. Invest Talk is here to help. 
888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Sherry in New York. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so I had a, uh, two ETF-related questions, okay. actually. Um, so the first one has to do with uh, market cap-weighted ETFs. And um, I have a couple of shares. Uh, I'm a new investor. I'm just, like, trying to build my portfolio. And I have a couple of shares now of VTI. Um, and I was doing some research on the different um, companies' uh, um, market cap-weighted ETFs. Uh-huh. Um, uh, sorry, I thought I lost the call. Um, and so I was wondering about the difference in, say, um, VTI versus S. VHP, which is the Schwab version of, of VTI, and okay. um, I looked at their their financials, and they tend to perform almost identically. They have like the same um, uh, expense ratio, same performance, more or less, but there's a significant difference in price per share. And okay. um, I was wondering if that's just due to the uh, total amount controlled by Vanguard versus Schwab in each of those ETFs, and if it makes more sense to, say, purchase the Schwab total market ETF because it's a lower cost, and then I could buy more shares of that as opposed to the higher-priced VTI. It would not really matter because the performance is almost exactly the same. So, in other words, if the the lower cost VTI went up 10%, so would Schwab go up 10%. So having a num- more more shares would not make any performance difference for you, okay? Because it's both of them still going up 10%. So you put in $1,000 in one and $1,000 there. One, you have a lot more shares and less shares, but both went up 10%. That $1,000 would be $1,100, 10% higher. So it didn't matter how much the price per share was. Okay? So no. So either one, whatever you're more comfortable owing, and you're looking at it correctly, which one has a lower expense ratio? That's the one you want. Because, in other words, the expenses of them running that ETF eats into your return. So buy the lowest expense. That's why Vanguard, VTI's Vanguard, uh, total market uh, uh um, total marketplace ETF. Okay, so it's tracking an index for the whole market. And so it's a Schwab. So you do whatever one's cheaper because they do exactly, almost exactly the same thing. Good question, though, Sherry. And, you know, good for you for learning that. Appreciate it. I think that's a smart, I think it's very smart of you. Let's grab another caller question from our Invest Talk Voice Bank. Hey guys, this is Daniel in Colorado. Love the show. I'm calling today to get your opinion on FedEx, ticker symbol FDX. I'd like to buy this stock. wonder what you think a good price point would be and your opinion on it as a long-term hold. So listen on the podcast. Thanks so much. Bye now. Long-term, it's a very good company. Federal Express, FedEx Corporation, used to be called Federal Express, but it's FedEx Corp. Now provides... Uh, ground, uh, small parcel, less than truckload deliveries, and uh, office and print services. You, you know, they have Federal Express offices all around. 
Uh, they're going to make $17.93 this year. Next year, going to make $20. It's a $309 stock, so the PE is right around 15. Go forward looking. And the five-year range is 9 to 22, so it's right in the middle. Return equity is decent at 14%. Great cash flow, $19.21. Pays a small dividend, 8 tenths of percent. Has debt because it buys airplanes and vehicles, so that's where the debt's coming from. Sales have recently been spiking because COVID, you know, everybody's shot from home. So that helped Fellow Express and every other UPS and everybody else, you know, that was uh, delivering things. And, of course, Amazon quite greatly. It's now uh, at a 52-week high. So it looks like it's trying to break out. The last time it was uh, back in 2020, at 305 and now it's 309 so it's at a 52 week high and now that 30305 300 area becomes support so when it pulls down to that it will probably bounce off it's a bit expensive for my blood right now i would wait for a pretty decent pullback maybe to oh the 230 to 250 area maybe 260 and then i would be more interested in buying it but not here too expensive for me, uh, uh, and it is break, trying to break out, so it could continue on from there. It's hard to know, but it's just expensive. Okay. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. My focus point today concerns inflation, fueled consumer prices, CBI, C, CPI, Consumer Price Index, uh, 4.2% over a year ago. So that'll be our talking point today. Uh, we'll probably come back to that, uh, we call it a focus point. Can I get to it now, guys? Or can I talk about it, or are we running out of time? You know, inflation is the big danger out there, and the fear is the Fed's going to do something about it. Well, that was fear was reduced strongly today because of the retail sales report. The retail sales was flat. In other words, no growth in retail sales from one month to the next. Now, try to remember, the month ago, retail sales was up 10.7%. So being flat is not necessarily that bad of a situation, but it did give a lot of investors comfort. Remember, they we don't want the Fed to do anything. We don't want them to raise interest rates or put pressure on interest rates or reduce the liquidity and all that stuff. So the fear is that they might do it. And I think that was the reason why the market acted poorly early on in the week. Because that fear was pretty high uh, because the economy is doing well. So there was fear that the Fed would step in. Now the Fed says they're not going to anytime soon. And people, this is why you're getting volatility, everybody. You're going to get a lot more volatility. This is the Best Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. I know you need and want strategies to help you deal with the market volatility we've been in. It's always, there's always uncertainty out there, always. One thing is certain, you'll make money in the stock market. Give me a call, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. 
call 888-99-CHART. Okay, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, you know, my focus point, we haven't talked about enough. I wanted to touch it a little bit more. It's about the CPI. Inflation speeds up in April as consumer prices leapt to 4.2%, the fastest since 2008. Well, one of the reasons it went up so high is because last year it was really, really low. So it just moved up quickly on a percentage basis. But inflation is starting to percolate because it's everywhere in the system, not just in the CPI number, the PPI number. Producer price index also showing inflation. So it's pushing everywhere. And I've talked about it before. Look at the prices of things, houses, cars. But more basic than that, look at the price of lumber, soybeans, corn, oil. You you name it, sugar. You name it, prices are higher. And they seem to be going higher still. So that's inflation. Now, inflation can get into a cycle where, okay, so inflation is rising, so we rise uh, salaries to stay up with inflation. So salaries go up, that means people, that means prices need to go up to catch up with the salaries. Then the salaries go up again. I've got into this cycle big time in the late 1970s, early 80s, uh, because I was very, I was involved with it. I was I belonged to a particular union, retail clerks union. While I was going to college, I was worked in grocery stores. And, you know, our, we would get raises constantly, but remember, I was in a grocery store. I was marking up prices constantly also on the shelves. It was a cycle, and it was just constant. Constant raising prices, we get a raise. Raise prices, it's a cycle. So we don't want to get into that kind of cycle. That would be very detrimental to our economy, because it was back then. And you had to break that cycle, and it was broken by Paul Volcker. Jimmy Carter appointed Paul Volcker. And under um, the new presidency, which was you know, Reagan, they reduced liquidity in the system. How do you reduce liquidity? You raise interest rates. Now, he, they, they did it a different way, but that's what they did. Squeezed it, but that also killed the economy. But after that, the economy strongly rebounded. So we're facing inflation now. How bad, how long will it last? Will it become a cycle that would be hard to break? We don't know yet. We just don't know that. We'll see. We're just going to have to be patient. Anyways, I wanted to say a little bit more about that. Okay? 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So retail sales did go up, uh, and because they were flat the month before, uh, the retail sales were flat, but they were up big time the month before, 10.7% in March. So I, I I find it surprising that they were flat, and I think that helped a lot for the market itself. I think that's what really was the, the catalyst for such a big up day. Now, as I've told you, as I've told you, we we get uh, invest talk questions from around the world and across America. They came in twenty. They come in 24/7. And the number's the same, 888-99-CHART. From Texas, next. Hi, this is Vivian in East Texas, and I have a question for y'all. I am looking for a stock tracking software chart program that I can buy. I want to be able to plug in my 
purchase price so that I can easily see on a chart if I'm up or down and by how much. Most of the chart programs out there tell me if the stock is up today, up or down since yesterday. Well, I don't care what it was since yesterday. I want to know what it is since what I paid for it. Thank you. Well, I don't know if a, I don't know if I know of a chart system that just tracks that you put in your price that you paid for, and then the chart starts from that day forward. That's not how they work. Charts, you can you, charts are flexible. If you go to stockcharts.com, you can put in a a, a daily chart, or a minute chart, a weekly chart, monthly chart, but it won't. I don't know of any software will tell you from the very first day that you purchase something till today via a chart. Of course, you know what the price is today and how much you paid for it, but you said you wanted a chart to start the day that you purchased a particular stock. And if you bought 20 stocks, you would have 20 different charts, all start different start dates. I don't, it doesn't work that way. I don't know if there is something like that. I don't think there is, really, to be honest. Because there's no, you know, most, I don't know anybody who really wants that kind of chart. So, because everybody knows what their purchase price is. You're going to have a hard time finding it. Building a secure financial future takes hard work, a lot of time, a lot of information, and some knowledge. And you have to want to learn. And I love it because I do like to learn. I'm still, I'm old and I still like to learn new stuff. But you have to know how these things work. So, just to go to a break, here's my two-part trivia question, by the way. As you begin to accumulate assets and sell assets, you need to be aware of capital gains. So, is the sale of your personal home exempt from capital gain taxes? And is a tax bite from short-term gains significantly larger than that from long-term gains? You know the difference between those two? After break, I'll supply you with the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to give me all your investment questions. 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. 
As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where principals and Invest Talk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are independent financial advisors. For clients, they are fiduciaries. Steve and Justin have a duty and a commitment to always place the interests of their clients ahead of the firm. This is different from the way many other organizations operate. And one way you can realize the benefit of an association with KPP Financial is to know that KPP practices parallel investing. This means that the personal investment accounts of KPP principals participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. It's an important difference. You can learn more anytime at investtalk.com. At KPP Financial, we offer independent thinking with shared success. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday, and the COVID 19 pandemic has caused financial disruptions around the world. But you've got an asset portfolio to protect and grow, so you'll have finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here, and he's taking your calls live. Call Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Okay, before the break, I gave you my trivia questions. As you begin to accumulate assets and sell assets, you need to be aware of capital gains. So, is the sale of your personal home exempt from capital gains taxes? And is the tax bite from short-term gains significantly larger than from long-term gains? Okay, so taxes are complex, everybody. You have to ask your CPA. I am not the expert here on taxes. I can give you the information, but don't you know, don't take it as gospel because you have to check with your CPA. So first, the answer. The tax bite from short-term gains is significantly larger than from long-term gains, typically 10 to 20% higher. A capital gain occurs when you sell something for more than you spent to acquire it. Now, this, of course, happens a lot in investments, but it also applies to personal property. Even your car. You bought a car and you sold it and got a gain. You're supposed to pay capital gains on that. If you sell something for more than your basis, 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 cost basis, usually use, they were, use the term, what's your cost basis for something? 
And the, the, then, then the item, the difference in price is a capital gain. That's how they figure that out. Your base is usually paid uh, for, is usually what you paid for it. Okay, that's, so whatever you pay for it. But you also get to add taxes and other costs for the item. For instance, if you bought a house and then you made massive improvements, you get to add those improvements to your cost of the house because it makes the house worth more. When you sell it, you get to add that together. So it's not what you paid for it, but what you pay for it plus the improvements minus the, the sale price, you get your capital gain. Okay. So, now, how about, a, how about a house? Is it tax-free, capital gain tax-free? So, in most cases, your home is exempt from capital gains. Is. You own the home for a total of at least two years in the last five-year period of sale? Okay. And you use the home as your primary residence for a total of at least two years in the last five-year period? And you haven't excluded the gain from another home sale? <laughs> In the past two-year period, then it's basically capital gains tax-free for the first two hundred fifty thousand. If you're single, two hundred fifty thousand of capital gains is exempt. If you're married, it's five hundred thousand. Now, I realize this podcast goes everywhere, and I'm giving you numbers. Those numbers I know exist for California. So check with your own state. Make sure that that what what the capital gains in your is, what the rates are, what exemptions you have. Okay, okay. Let's keep things moving and go back to the Invest Talk Voice Bank eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hey, Steve and Justin, this is James from Providence. Thanks for all you do. I've really learned a lot from you guys. I've got a question on ticker PLTR. Uh, I got caught up in the hype on this one, and I've got a small position in PLTR. Uh, it's performed terribly for me, and I'm struggling to set an exit strategy. It's been trading around the low 20s for some time, and I'm wondering what a good price point is to sell out of it. Let me know what you think. Should I sell, or should I just suck it up and hold it? I uh, appreciate all you guys do, and I look forward to hearing your answer in the podcast. Okay, this is a fairly new company. It came out in September 2020. Okay, so, you know, it's new. And... Be careful of buying IPO-type stocks within within the first year. It's very difficult. Most of the time, it's too difficult. You shouldn't even think, consider them, just as a warning. Try to stay away from them. Now, this one is uh, Palantir Technologies develops software for institutions to protect individual privacy and prevent the misuse of information. They're gonna they may they're gonna make money this year, fourteen cents. They've lost money before. They're gonna make fourteen cents a share this year and then twenty cents a share next year. Sales growth has been, you know, pretty impressive. Uh so that might be uh why you know you bought it, because you saw that sales growth and you say, Oh, that that's pretty strong stuff. Because we're talking about hundred and fifty percent or more per quarter. Now it's a two point E-L, like, you will love this. All of a sudden, my computer decided that uh, it wanted to change socks. <laughs> okay. Uh, the sales growth is four, 49 to last quarter, 40% the quarter before that, 50% for the, so it's about 45 to 55% sales growth. Okay, and that's very attractive. Uh, 
And, but, you know, it's a huge market cap of $35 billion, $20 a share. Uh, I, I, I just, it's, that kind of market cap, it's just not worth it when you're doing $1.2 billion a sell, it's, in sales a year. It's just too expensive, and you're not making hardly any money. You're making some, but what's 20 cents a share worth? I mean, if you give it 100 PE, it's a $20 stock. Does it get 100 PE when it's growing 50%? No. So you bought it way too, it's too expensive. That's why it's falling so hard. Um, it used to be $45 a share, now it's 20. Uh, it's trying to find support at this $20 area. It really is trying to find support. I, I probably, you know, if you're already taking a big hit on it, I think I'd probably hold on to it. If it keeps that sales growth up, it eventually be worth more than $20 a share. So it might be dead money for a few, couple, three years. Might be. But as long as it keeps that sales growth up, you know, it could be worth a lot more. But it's a growth stock, and this market is favoring value stocks, not growth right now. Now, the KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers today. And, of course, I try to put all the information of that is pertinent and informative and something that you could use in that newsletter every week. First section is called the market condition section. There were a few economic data points released this week, but that was expected after following a week before where there was a lot of data information. Um, however, the data point on Wednesday moved the market sharply downward. It's all about inflation. So, We've been mourning about the coming rise of inflation, and one month does not make a trend, but there is nothing to slow inflation down at this point, and several pressure points exist to push it higher. So the CPI number, we talked about earlier in the show, uh, so we won't talk about that, but you know, the, even the core, core inflation, which excludes uh, highly volatile uh, food and energy, was pretty high. So why does the market... Why does the market? Uh, um, why does the market? Why did the market re- react so much to this inflation number? Why is it? Because it was fear, fear that the market is saying that the Fed is probably going to come in and do something. That the fear that people think that that's going to happen. Now the Fed tried to calm everybody else's fears down, and of course the market bounced back up the last two days. Volatility is here to stay, people. You're just going to have to get used to it. And the portfolio management section, the mutual fund industry is what I talked about. I said that they are a solid place to invest. Okay, and I talked about a little bit about, well, how do you find a good mutual fund? What are the things that you look for? What do you, what do you compare? Okay, um, it, it, you know, mutual funds can be challenging investing because, you know, you think a lot of people, what they do is they look at last year's mutual funds that performed very well and they buy it. And now, notoriously, don't do very well in this year. That's not how you buy a mutual fund. You look at three, five, ten-year track records and make sure the same manager, and you make compare the same types of funds to, with each other, apples to apples, the same peer group. Yeah, and, the, and you look at the cost bases and you know, the expense ratio. 
on and on and on and on. How much risk are they taking? Uh, they say they are in the same peer group, but do they take the same risk as the rest of their peer group? It's not that simple. But you certainly don't buy it based on performance. That's the worst way to buy a mutual fund based on at least one or two years' performance. That's not how you do it. You'll not be happy if you do it that couple stock ideas, a property and casualty insurance company that generates income from, through premiums. Now, as the COVID-19 pandemic effects slowed the company's earned premiums to 3% year over year for Q1, the company has consistently increased its dividends since it was first implemented in 1984. Every year they increased the dividend from 1984. I also focused on an American holding company that through its subsidiaries is involved in the transportation and marketing of energy and related services. Pays a nice dividend of 2.87%. So, of course, the names are in the newsletter. I can't just bring them up on the air. I have SEC rules. That's why you don't have me talking about it. I can't tell you what they are. Anyway, there is lots of information in that newsletter. It goes out every Friday. It's easy for you to subscribe. You go directly to investtalk.com, and after subscribing, you will receive the full report each Friday directly to your inbox, every Friday. And there's four sections. I didn't mention the Consumer Watch section, but there's four sections every week, you know, um, in that newsletter. And there's always two stock ideas. Now, the stock idea is enough for you to go out and buy, for you to put it in your watch list, do some research, find, do your own research, and decide if it fits in your portfolio or not. Okay, so, okay, it's Friday, so let's uh, fit in another caller question right now. Hey, this is Jason in Dallas. Love the show. Love all the uh, helpful tips you guys give. I was looking at ticker symbol UHAL, U-Haul, Americo. Uh, I took a position in this at about 421. I just wanted your thoughts on it, especially with the pandemic ending and the supposed housing prices coming up if uh, you thought this was a good investment due to the fact that everyone would be renting new halls and moving. Anyway, love the show. Thanks for the information. Hope to hear the answer on the podcast. Thanks. So you did a very good job because it's selling for $617. You said you bought it in the $400 area. And so it's done very well for you. And uh, it's going to make $33.72 next year. That's up uh, about 4% from this year. Uh, this year, it's going to be up about 100%. Okay? So, housing prices, real estate's done very well. They've been growing very strong. And I will submit that probably most, most of the gain is built into the stock price now. It's having a hard time breaking above 100 uh, $30 or so. It's better hovering around there. Has a lot of support about 575 and it's at 600 now. So it's right in this trading range. And until it, it breaks above that 630 bucks, you know, it's going to stay in that trading range. So um, I would probably take some profits off the table on this stock because the valuation's pretty high uh, for this company. It's high, anyways. Return equity is only 7%, good cash flow, no dividend. They have a lot of debt. So, and their sales growth has been strong the last couple of quarters. So, 
I just think that this is probably the price, the fair price that it is, and it's going to have a hard time breaking through. But it still could do that. So I don't know if I'd get out either, necessarily. But I would take profits, take some profits off. On Friday's return, they make time to fit in a quick rundown of some of the key benchmark numbers. The two-year Treasury yield is at 0.14, and it was 1.4 last week, too, so not much change. The 10-year Treasury yield is 1.63%. Last week, it was 1.52, so yields have gone up. The values have gone down. That's how that bond works, everybody. Yields go up. That means, you know, interest rates go up, then the value goes down of the bonds that you hold. Common. Okay, um, gold, $1,843 an ounce. Last week, it was $1,832 an ounce. So up $10, $11 an ounce for the week. Silver, $2,743. Last week, it was $2,746. So it went down $0.03. Cents. Oil, 65.37 a barrel. Last week it was 64.94, so it went up. You've seen, I'm sure, the prices at the pump. You know, the national average for a gallon, three dollars and three cents. Last week it was 2.95. In California, four dollars and twelve cents, and that's for regular. Okay, you want premium? It's close to five bucks. So it's up four cents for the week. Texas is paying uh, $2.75 at the pump. That'd be nice. Huh. My car takes premium. Huh. Anyways. 888-99-CHARTERS is our number. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. We're going to have a bunch more economic numbers out every week. You know, come out every week. Next week is going to have more than we had this week because this week was pretty light. And the economic numbers, you're want to look for um, leading economic indicators, so leading economic numbers. The weekly jobless claims is one. Uh, How long the work week is, if it's going lengthening or shortening, that's a leading economic indicator. And uh, building permits, not the actual construction, but permits. Are they going up or down? This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here that's help you to achieve financial freedom. So, I want to help you. Give us a call. Your questions are welcome. 888 99Chart. Got a question for Steve or Justin? I'm calling to ask your opinion on an ETF called XLI. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Steve and Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I do appreciate your calls. Let's go to Mike in Utah. Mike. Hi, Steve. Hi. Um, Yeah, I just got a question for you. I noticed that the BRP, Inc., the symbol is D-O-O-O, 
it dropped about $10 per share, and I was just curious if now would be a good time to buy some more in that stock. Just wanted your uh, thoughts you already, on it. You already own some? I own some, yeah. Okay. BRP Inc., everybody, Canadian-based company that designs and manufactures power sports vehicles and marine products. Uh, they, they're they a pretty solid company. Uh, they don't pay much in a dividend, about half of 1%. But their earnings are pretty consistent. They're going to go up from 593 this this year. Uh, and this year for them, is their first, they're in their 2022 fiscal year, it looks like. And that's up uh, 10% from last year, and then they're going to go another 10% next year. So that's $6.53. It's an $82 stock, though. So it's not cheap, Mike. It's not, like, inexpensive, even after dropping. It's, it's still expensive for them. Okay. Uh, their five-year PE range is 3 to 18. So if you take out next year's earnings, that will drive the, the PE ratio down to 12 and a half, 13 per 13 which is, you know, not near its low, but it's a much, but it's not a bad, attractive price because the sales growth, it just spiked up 12% in the most recent quarter. $7.2 billion company, it, the price to sales ratio is pretty low. So it's, from that point of view, it's not very expensive. From the PE ratio, it's kind of in the mid to high range. So I think you want to wait to see if it'll pull back more. Um, and I think it pulled to the 50-day moving average is trying to hold that. So this might be where it stops. But if it went down to the uh, $65, $70 price, that would be ideal. I think that would be a great pullback to buy more because it's a strong company. Okay? So I think it's a good company to hold on to. I do. Thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. Let's go to Greg in Jacksonville. Greg. Uh, hi, good, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. I'm Thank calling you. about uh, Pinterest, P-I-N-S. I've uh, shorted this for a while, and it's down around the 200-day moving average, and I think it's ready to go the other way. Okay. So you're shorting it, everybody. That means he wants it to go down for him to make money. Uh, this is Pinterest. Right, but P- now I'm thinking about going long. Okay. Let's take a look. PINS provides a visual discovery platform that helps users to discover ideas for various projects and interests. It's a $37 billion company that makes money. They're going to make $0.94, cents, up 124% this year. There's, the earnings last year was $0.42. Cents. The year before is $0.01. Cent. So earnings are growing up dramatically, and it's going to go up another 37% next year to $1.29. The stock is $58.05, so it's not cheap, but the sales growth and the earnings growth probably justifies the price. The sales growth is growing 78% in the most recent quarter, 76 before that, 58% before that, 4% in the year ago, and that's the COVID quarter. So it's returning to its old growth rates before COVID, which is 40 to 60%. Now it's at 70. So I don't know if I'd be shortening it, uh, even though it's kind of expensive. I don't know if I would be shortening it. And if you're going to go long, if it keeps up this sell growth, this price is probably low. So I can see why you'd want to switch from going short to go long. Um, has a lot of support in the $60 area and a drop below that this week. Not sure why. 
The next support, the strong support comes in is about $40. $40. So if it starts to bounce up, I definitely get out of the short. That's for sure. Anyway, starts to bounce. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Um, and that means the, that music means that this is the end of the show. I'm Steve Peasley, and again, this completes the show and the desktop program, which we do every day. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening and encourage you to tell your friends and family. You would appreciate it. You can get your Talk downloads because it's all podcasts immediately after the show from Google Play, Spotify, InvestTalk.com, iTunes. So we would appreciate that. Okay, and you can now browse by podcast, by topic. 401ks, cryptocurrency, treasure yields, real estate, growth stocks, so on. Okay? Uh, so, do that. Tell your friends and family. Appreciate it that they can do that. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Best Talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial.